Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. Thank you for joining me. Which of the following do you believe are true? Number one, Professor Forever is the author of a work titled Mini Mart Massacre. Number two, Professor Forever was once mistaken for a person who is mentally challenged at a job site. Number three, Professor Forever was fired for not being attractive enough. Number four, Professor Forever is probably immune to arsenic poisoning. Start with number four. True. The doctor told my mother that I was probably immune to arsenic. She had asked him because I, I was an adolescent and I had been eating apple cores. I still eat apple cores to this day. It seems that there's an amount, a certain amount of arsenic in apple cores. And so if you eat them regularly, over time, you build up an amount of arsenic in your system, thus making you immune to poisoning by that substance. I still eat them. I love the taste of a good apple core. Number three. True. I was fired actually twice for not being attractive enough. Finger quotes. The first time I was fired by a restaurant owner. I was a cook at that job. And I was fired for being overweight. That's what I was told. The second time, I was fired by a publisher because I didn't have the fashionable attire that comported with that job, according to that publisher. Number two, true. After accidentally putting on a food server's cap backwards during a job that I had in the summer, At a university's cafeteria, serving cheerleaders at cheerleader camp, after putting on that cap backwards, a staff supervisor instructed me to carry trash bins from one side of the cafeteria to another until my shift was done. I was told by a coworker that she thought I was a low IQ townie. I think those were the words that the coworker used to tell me what was going on with this person's behavior. That made a lot of sense to me. At the end of the job, the end of the summer, when I brought up my work study papers 
to have her sign, and she realized I was actually a university student. She almost fell off her chair. Number one. Yes, I am the author of a work titled Minnie Mart Massacre. It's a work in progress, but it's mine. I began writing it after spending about three years working as a gas station slash convenience store manager. The plot of Minnie Mart Massacre is about a similar manager who goes insane and kills people after being treated like scum for years by customers of the store. What do all of those questions have in common? Well, maybe not the eating of the apple cores question, but uh, the other three? These kinds of things happen to people who are eccentric, and I am an eccentric, an outcast of sorts in society, and certainly in certain branches of work. Please don't misunderstand me. I am a very lucky, very blessed person. I certainly have not had the hard road that some people have had as far as being discriminated against. But I've had my challenges too. I have never been very good at playing the game. You have to put down a certain amount of honesty in order to play the game well. I think we all know this, at least here in America. Some eccentrics are really able to play the game, even lead the game. Most of them are white old men, to be honest. But there are others. But think Elon Musk or David Lynch. Totally eccentric. Icons of this society as far as work and productivity is concerned. Wasn't it the story that Albert Einstein didn't tie his shoes? Eccentric. And yet idolized. White men. But these men won or are still winning at the game. The game of job procurement. Good job procurement. Jobs allowing their potential to materialize. Looking at the talent and not at what the person wears. Somehow I have been able to force myself as an outcast into certain cogs so that I have been able to roll along in life. But I've always known that I wasn't very good at the game until I found my last profession, which was teaching. I'll get into that a little later. But it makes me think about why it is that people are born into a system where they are forced to work or find some other way to get the coveted dollar or they don't survive 
or at least they don't thrive. If you have to be part of a system and you're forced into it by tradition, location, societal construct, don't you think that it would be courteous if the forces that be would create a place for every type of person to fit in to that structure somewhere? I certainly do. In my screenplay, Mini Mart Massacre, the customer calls Max, the manager, different things, a pump monkey, a grease hick. They say things to him along the way, like, you missed a streak on my windshield, get back here. Or you dropped a drip of gas on my sports car. What are you going to do about it? Your air hose, hose is broken. What are you going to do about it? After years of taking verbal abuse from others who see themselves as better than Max and the people that work at the gas station, he has a nervous breakdown and he goes and kills a bunch of people. After working at a gas station for years, managing one, I saw that play out in real life. I saw how people treated people who worked at the gas station very poorly. I asked myself, why is it that we in America treat people in particular service jobs so poorly? There's a scene in Mini Mart Massacre after Max, the manager, kills all these people inside the store. He goes out, it's nighttime. He's wielding an ax. He's a maniac. He goes after a customer who's standing at the pump, who sees this maniac coming after him, picks up the nozzle, and of course, squeezes the nozzle, the handle, hoping that gas will flow out right into the maniac's face and he'll be able to get away. What happens next? <laughs> Tune in next week for the answer to that question and a more discussion on jobs and work and why we all feel like we have to play a game in order to survive and thrive in this country. Thanks for listening. Get thinking. 